You're listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I'm just me with a spark, and then I'm not. (laughs) I'm Steph, and I'm starting at a 10! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay, well, (laughs) we're back to talk about Insane in the Germ Brain. Insane, got no germ brain. Um, but I should say we're a member of the DCTV Talk Network. Check out DCTV Talk for all your DCTV podcasting needs. DCTVTalk.com. Okay, Steph, how you feeling this this week? <laughs> wow, that was emotional. I I'm just it's like a not even just the episode. Like the whole week has been like this roller coaster. Of feelings and emotions and highs and lows. Oh yeah, because we're it's picked up for another season. I know, season five. <laughs> we That's are great. We are we are here for season five, and we'll be back. Uh, it was funny. Somebody on Twitter had reminded, like, "Hey, this is great. iZombie's coming back for season five. That means another year of iZombie podcast." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're renewed too." Woo-hoo! <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, uh, the CW upfronts were today and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they did announce the renewal uh, a couple days ago. I, I actually, uh, was sitting outside with my kids and I, I, I had been checking Twitter like crazy because there were announcements, you know, we had, uh, the 100 got a sixth season immediately, uh, life sentence, and then Valor were canceled. And I'm sitting there just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And it must have been that fish that you hit CW Network with because, uh, <laughs> boom, we got a season five. And I, yeah, like I said, I was sitting outside with my kids and I like, I jumped up and screamed, like, woohoo! And both my girls were like, what, dad? <laughs> I'm like, how do I explain to them? Uh, a TV show I like got renewed. What's renewal? <laughs> uh, you know, some shows end, unlike, you know, uh, Sophia the First or Elena of Avalor. You know, some shows you're constantly worried about them getting canceled. That's that's where, you are, where you're at when you get older. You, you start worrying about your TV shows going away. <laughs> I think when you're a kid, you're like, oh, that's not on anymore? What else is on? <laughs> yeah. That's so emotionally attached. <laughs> Yeah, I'm tired of Paw Patrol. Let's move on to Blue's Clues. <laughs> Blue's Clues, Bubble Guppies, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, where were you when you found out? <laughs> I was at work, uh-huh. probably up to my eyeballs and snot and couldn't, <laughs> you know, get excited about it. Oh, gosh. Until I'm later. Glad you weren't on germaphobe brain. <laughs> nope. Hey, but I am becoming germaphobe because I'm tired of getting sick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, today actually, um, uh, there was another announcement, the CW upfronts were today and they announced that season five is indeed going to be the last season of iZombie. It's just like yeah, Rob Thomas I'm, asked, you know, and they one final season to close it out. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Me either. That's okay. That's okay. I think this season is 
like genuinely like the CW, like thanking Rob Thomas, you know, like, hey, we know you put out a good show and critics love it. Uh, podcasters love it. You know, the, the fans love it. There's such huge fan support. I mean, we got that hashtag going. Uh, just constantly around the clock. It was it was amazing. I I've actually had to stop myself a couple of times from tweeting renew hashtag renew i zombie. You know, at the end of just a regular tweet I put out on the our podcast <laughs> feed because it was such a habit. And I was just like, oh, uh, okay, just ha- hashtag i, I zombie. Like, I, <laughs> 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 just, um, but yeah. Um, so they announced that it was the last. Uh, I actually have a couple of tweets here to read. This is from Rose. She says, so the fifth season of iZombie will be our last. I am therefore committed and excited to make it the best one yet. Really proud to be on a show that celebrates the misfits. And I pinch myself every day that I get to be a part of the iZombie world with you guys. Thank you. And she put a little heart emoji there. Aww. That's nice. That's nice to hear from somebody from the cast, Mm -hmm. from the, the lead of the cast, to let them know, to let us know. How they feel about it, mm-hmm. and yeah, and how instead they feel of about it's the just fandom. a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I had some movies lined up, you know. Uh, no, um, and Rel actually followed it up with, um, "There it is, folks. I Zombie season five will be our last and final season. We don't actually have to say our goodbyes for some time yet. So today, I just want to thank this fandoms for supporting our show. Without you, this announcement would have happened years ago." Which is true. I mean, we, I don't know when this show wasn't on the bubble. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also related, um, uh, IndieWire put out an article and the headline read that the CW will air more hours of scripted series than ABC, NBC, or Fox next season. <laughs> Can wow. you believe that? Well, that is fine because I think the CW is the only network I watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, after Fox canceled Brooklyn Nine Nine, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done with you, Fox and Lucifer." By the way, yeah. <gasps> by the way, ha- hashtag Save Lucifer. I, I I need some more Lucifer after that finale. I know. Like I, I hated that show when it first started. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is the stupidest thing. But because of Tom Welling being on it, it's it's a charming show. It is. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I ended up. It's not gonna not gonna cure cancer. No, it's not gonna win any awards. No, but it's charming. Mm-hmm. I just need more maze in my life. I, I you know, yeah, <laughs> like my favorite character. Anyway, uh, back to Eye Zombie. Um, so yeah, we pretty much have. Uh, let's see if there's 13 episodes next season. Which, by the way, they they already announced it's going to be another mid season. Uh, airing obviously they haven't started filming so they're not Mm -hmm. gonna have episodes ready in the fall um uh so what's this uh we have 12 13 and then 13 more so we pretty much are looking forward to 15 more episodes of iZombie (laughs) all together it'll go quick once uh once uh 2019 comes around oh boy yeah so uh, what I'm, I've been asking on Twitter and, uh, you know, well, I can ask you, uh, how would you end iZombie? Like, would you – like, what I'm mostly torn about right now is do I want Liv to be a human at the end or do I want her to still be a, a zombie? Because, I don't know, it just seems like she's gotten so much out of being a zombie um, that it would be weird to have her go back – straight back to the pilot where she's, like, working – in uh, in a hospital and just having a normal life. I, I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, can she can can the show make a uh, scenario where being a zombie is okay and the world's not going to end? Yeah, <laughs> we want her to be safe and happy. <laughs> yeah. Also, what I was torn about is does do we want Blaine to be dead at the end? Does Blaine finally get? Like shot in the head at, at, in the final episode, or does he get to drive off into the sunset with Donnie? <laughs> yeah, because he's not a character that can be re- redeemed fully. Right. We've had we, he's been redeemed as much as he can be, and he's just that is this is just him. You know, we'll see what happens now that he and his father have reconnected. How will that affect him? But. Mm-hmm. I don't see that Blaine will be fully, fully redeemed. Yeah, so it's weird. It's like I, I don't know. I would feel. I mean, yeah, he'd have to do. I mean, he's done some really awful things in the past. But I'm still like thinking I'd be sad if like he was laying in a pool of blood and definitely dead. Yeah, because just like last last week, for some reason you root for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because David Andrews is such a charming <laughs> actor. He, it, like we, I, I've said many times before, David Anders is one of the two reasons why we started podcasting about this this show. The other reason is it's a Rob Thomas show. We didn't know about anybody else. So, but uh, yeah. Anyway, and you know, and of course, all the other characters. You know, what 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 would you do about all the other characters? Email us and let us know. Uh, iZombiePodcast at gmail dot com. I mean, who knows if we get enough uh, people. Uh, turning in their thoughts, uh, maybe we'll devote a little special bonus just kind of chatting about it. Um, so uh, let's get into season four, episode 11, Insane in the Germ Brain, written by Dean Laurie, who wrote Blue Bloody this season. He's one of the new writers, but he's the guy that we uh, we got from uh, Arrested Development. Uh, he's one of the Arrested Development writers came over and uh, – and where I wasn't like the hugest fan of Blue Bloody, like in comparison, I, I know I had fun at the time, but I think in comparison to a lot of the other episodes of this season, uh, it's probably one of my least favorite. Uh, this one was really good to me. I I, I just felt like yeah. I, well, I just think Blue Bloody that was like the second episode, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the Dowager. show just. I think every season it has to. You know, it has to evolve. It has to ramp up, mm-hmm. and the first couple are always just I, I, uh, well more standaloneish. This is before. this is the first time. That, I mean, this season's the first time we didn't have Diane Ruggiero write write the uh, second episode. So usually, the second one is really really good and memorable, like Zombie Bro, like Zombie Knows Best, uh, Brother Can You Spare a Brain. All those are great episodes. This this second episode was a little bit like. Eesh. And it was, you know, like an unpleasant brain. I always say Blaine when I say brain. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be going on five years of doing that uh, soon. Um, but This was an unpleasant brain? No, I'm talking about the blue bloody one. Oh, okay. But I anyway, like, I just was comparing this episode to the other one he wrote, the only other iZombie episode he wrote. And I, I really like this one a lot more. Um, and uh, it was... It had uh, several different plots going on, so I was able to uh, break it up, break it up this time, and uh, we'll be able to talk about the different things. Um, so, Steph, uh, shall we talk about uh, Angus and uh, Donnie? Okay. <laughs> so we first see uh, 
Angus has got his congregation and Donnie has set up cameras. He's uh, he's on music video director brain. And uh, yeah, this totally makes it like you knew that this is where it was going to that where Angus's uh, church was going to go. It was going to be televised mm-hmm. so more people could see like it's this is a logical step. Yeah, he's got to now ascend to uh, televangelism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, Donnie is really being just like obnoxious, you know. Um, and Angus isn't very impressed, but uh, it, it is kind of sold on Donnie wanting to spread the word. Um, so, or Donnie being used by Blaine. Yeah, yeah. Just like last week with the with the computer hacker brain to uh, yeah. do Blaine's bidding. I do wonder, poor Donnie. Poor Donnie, he's just a pawn. <laughs> I do wonder. Like, uh, I I guess that makes sense. They didn't really comment on this on it in this episode, but I can't see Donnie going. Oh, I know what I want to do is go help your dad and direct and and stuff like that. It, it, it makes sense that Blaine would feed him that brain and say, "Okay, now you gotta uh, blow his status up," and uh, you know because. By the end of his plot line, he is whooping this crowd into almost a riot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, Donnie helps Angus prepare for a sermon. He says, you're going to kill tonight, baby, but don't actually kill anybody because people are going to see this. Uh-huh. And then he starts, like you, like you were quoting in the beginning, build it to a 10. Don't start at a 10. Maybe start out at a 3 or a 4. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, all right, start out at a 10. <laughs> and he gave him his own theme music. So it's like, uh, you know, I don't, it wasn't an actual song. We're just kind of like, bah, bah, bah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, later on, Donnie and Crybaby Carl uh, watched the video of Angus's sermon. And um, Carl is... <laughs> Giving Donnie criticism. <laughs> that was great. Oh, that last zoom in was unmotivated. And Donnie f- freaks out. And then I love how they're going to post it on the internet. And Carl's like, yeah, hashtag it, zombie. And then hashtag po- apocalypse. And Donnie is like, no, no, we're going to get all the viewers in. So hashtag lesbians, hashtag twins, hashtag badonkadonk, hashtag bodacious tatas. So that's when it's. Carl, uh, crybaby Carl. He's uh, what? What did say? Donnie says uh, talks about his progressive views. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he yeah. says women with large breasts are born that way, and Donnie's like some of them. Uh, but this is a little hint to what we find out later. Right. I like how this like. Yes, crybaby Carl is a minion like we've seen before, who has mm-hmm. a quirky. You know, uh, quality to him, but it's leading to something, and we immediately know later on from <laughs> from things that are said that that's Crybaby Carl who's who said them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the end the end of the Angus uh, plotline. Uh, by the way, forgive me, folks. My window's open here, so every Harley that goes by, you're gonna hear all about it. It's summertime. It is summertime. Uh, so Angus leads his delegation into song um, And the choir is singing And we see Enzo in the audience And then he spots Mace Who uh, we saw earlier Getting really angry and watching This whole televised video um, And Mace is uh, Tucker's old friend and So Mace comes in there and pulls a gun 
Uh, Tucker tackles Angus. Mace ends up shooting one of the choir members in the head. And then um, the zombies descend on Mace. And Mace screams for Tucker. And Angus tells Tucker, like, or tell, tell, yeah, to ask Tucker, what's he to you? And Tucker says, just food. And then joins in on the mob. Mm. So he- yeah, it's this whole everybody's been trying to keep keep the peace, keep the, you know, the we don't want to draw any attention to New Seattle. We don't want the rest of the country mm-hmm. to have any reason to turn their back on us, bomb us, whatever. But all yeah. heck is breaking loose. Yeah. We can see we are close to the finale. And that, that video getting out there is uh, is not good. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I mean, we we had General Mills' daughter turned into a zombie. What happened to that? <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought she would be more, you know, of a recurring character. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll see her again. Um, all right. So let's go to the case. Wait. Can we talk about Enzo? Oh, sure. <laughs> I love Enzo. I love that he was just a caricature until last week. And then now he's a character. He's Mm -hmm. a, you know, we see a different uh, dimension to him. And he is wrapped up in this, uh, in the brother. Love. (laughs) Brother loves uh, word. Yeah. 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 I'm paying more attention to what he's saying. You know, he, uh, Usually I'm like, whatever, silly French accent, you know, um, and it, it is mostly that, but he is, uh, he is sounding more and more like he's on the side of humans, uh, being food and, uh, anything that's a, not a zombie problem, uh, is nothing to do with him. Nothing he's interested in. Um, okay. So let's get into the case. Uh, the chapter is doc blocked. Um, we have Clive who's sick. People are sick throughout this episode. And I'm wondering, is this a, a, a product of the whole, you know, since it's germaphobe brain, we're going to pay more attention to people who are sneezing left and right? Or are we leading into something like an illusion flu or something? Oh. Is there yeah, a, I a wondered that released or something? I wondered that too. I wondered if uh, something is evolving or, mm-hmm. or what. Because Clive kind of comments on it in a way, you know, he's sick. Uh, one of the EMTs is sneezing when they bring the body in, and uh, Ravi says, "Oh, you didn't get your flu shot." And Clive says, "No, I turned into a werewolf. No thanks." <laughs> <sighs> so that's a weird terrier, by the way, Clive. Um, so this body was found in a parking lot of a bar that shares the building with a pet hospital. And the bar is called Sick Puppies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ravi is uh, calls out and is astounded by uh, the undercarriage. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this was this whole thing was kind of you know <laughs> just the you know that a person dressed up uh-huh. like the head of HR to make fun of her. Yeah, and with the big you know the big boobs. Uh-huh. You know that's just. We'll sound like cry, cry baby Carl here, <laughs> but I mean, just making fun it's, of people. It's not it's funny. It's not funny, not right? Funny. <laughs> it's not funny. And then Ravi looking downstairs. It was just. It was just all kind of demeaning, icky. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, at first I was like, ooh, you know, it, I, I, at first it was like, okay, so this is a cross-dresser, you know? And then I was like, uh, Robbie looking under the skirt and calling out that there's a penis. Like, that's right. not really, uh, you know, that's that's not cool. Um, but when we find out that this is just some a-hole that was like, oh, I know what I'll do to pick on uh, somebody I work with who's a part of HR. I will uh, dress up like her with the big boobs and all that and to make fun of her the way she looks, which now I'm like, yeah, Ravi, uh, <laughs> pick away at this guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is Vince. And um, uh, and anyway, we got a uh, – I, I, I couldn't quite tell what the brain recipe was. <laughs> Was it a wheat germ burger? Oh my god, really? I don't know. That makes sense, know. though. Is there such thing as a wheat germ burger? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's got the word germ in it, so I'm like, oh, that's perfect. It was like a, it's definitely a burger. It was a really quickly assembled burger, and then it had mm-hmm. all these like coughing and hacking sound effects as it was like <laughs> as it was being created. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Wheat germ was the only thing that came to mind. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so we go to the next chapter, Cold and Clue season. And uh, so we have the actual Sheila being interviewed. And uh, she said... But, you know, a couple of episodes back, she was referenced because... Who was it? Somebody was telling... or, or was Donnie, was, talk, Donnie, and, Donnie and Blaine talking. Donnie telling Blaine that... Don't even... <laughs> You know, don't even try hitting on her. You will. Yeah. Carl is a very jealous guy. I don't even know if they had a name for her in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So when we, I, I actually, and I, I know, know, so some of them had already put it together. I, I'm, I'm dense. So, <laughs> so as soon as Carl, oh, was you had forgotten about that. Well, it made sense. As soon as I saw Carl, I was like. Oh, okay, and it all added up. Okay, like this is a uh-huh. you know a stacked blonde, and she's she's hot, and uh, who would get mad if this blonde was being made fun of? You know, besides her, it would be her husband, and her husband was obviously Crybaby. Crybaby, or was it his boyfriend? Maybe I'm not sure. Husband, husband. yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, we find out here Sheila was offended, but she's she's not a killer. Um, and then she says, you know, Vince is a jerk and he's a, kind of a germ- germaphobe. And a, I love how they always do this. It's like somebody clues Clive in on what the brain is going to be when Liv comes walking through the door. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got the hand sanitizer. She's cleaning the tables with the hand wipes. And uh, both Clive and Sheila are sneezing. And uh, she also has a vision of this baseball douche uh, flirting and with Vince and then getting mad that he's a girl dressed up as a girl. Yeah. People who are overly OCD about germs, um, they make, they make you feel like you're, they think you're dirty. That's, that's the deal about germaphobes. They make you feel like they think that you are nasty. Mm. Um, yeah, I never. I don't think I've ever actually experienced. Like, I know there's some people that get a little paranoid around flu season. I I might as well, but um, I've never actually uh, encountered a, an actual germaphobe. So, um, all right. So we go to the next chapter: breast defense. 
<laughs> next one. Um, and this, you know, with baseball douches there. Clive isn't focusing. We'll get into why he's not focusing. But, uh, yeah, this is the scene where the hilarious uh, moment where uh, baseball douche sneezes and <laughs> Liv falls straight back in her chair. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, I really wish the preview didn't spoil that. But, uh, yeah. man, that was so funny. And then she's just like, she's got the wet wipes out again and she's wiping off the table and Clive's trying to interrogate and suddenly the wet wipe goes over his face, <laughs> cleaning his face <laughs> off. <laughs> so yeah, this guy uh, says that uh, the the real lady was being picked up by a big dude and who said, it's not funny, you bleep and bleep, it's demeaning. And then dead guy flipped off big dude and big dude punched the dead guy through the window. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we hear uh, what he says, and we're like, oh, that's exactly yeah. something that Crybaby Carl would say. And he must be a zombie if he punched through the window. I st- yeah, I, I figured that he was a zombie. Um, I Actually, I think Liv even said it. But again, completely dense until the next time we see the interrogation room is that <laughs> when we see Crybaby Carl as the killer. Oh, really? I was so Oh, I, yes. I put it together there. It was It was an amazing moment. Mm-hmm. An aha moment. Oh my god, it's amazing. And so, yeah, easy wrapped up case. Uh, Carl isn't <laughs> repenting at all. He's just like, yeah, I punched him really hard. <laughs> and uh, Enzo's there, and he's going to store Carl uh, with the, the frozen waffles, the, the Lego Maego. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into Clive. Um, all right, so we have Kavanaugh sneezing. And mm-hmm. he comes in to replay the dash cam footage because he's laughing about the whole uh, fish slapping uh, this guy got. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, Kavanaugh, I don't trust him. Remember how he was so like, I don't know, just weirdly watching Clive and Michelle before. And who knows if it's because he's Michelle's uh, mentor in the department or what's going on. But here we have Kavanaugh, quote unquote, innocently. Uh, showing Bazio this video, like I got to see this video again, and innocently uh, skips it back a bit to hear Clive and Liv's conversation about whether Clive was knocking boots with Michelle. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't trust Kevin. <laughs> I didn't get the feeling that he did it on purpose. I know he he has this innocent way about him, and it makes me not want to believe. But I'm like. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not sure if I trust him. <laughs> mm. uh, so who knows? I mean, if I'm pr- proven wrong at the end of the season, then you know, fine. But then again, Detective Kavanaugh could be the big bad this entire season. <laughs> you all know this, and know that I'm ahead of you all. Uh, all you uh, I Zombie theorists out there. Um, okay, so this leads to. Uh, Dale breaking up with Boss, uh, Clive and um, she says she even lets him off the hook a bit. She says uh, we gave it our best and I met someone else. Mm. And that's clearly not the case. And Clive is like, he's like, that was against the rules. <laughs> what? <laughs> like you are straight up having a relationship with Michelle. Well, I don't, you know, obviously probably not an exclusive boyfriend and girlfriend, but you are having uh, sleepover parties. Let's just say. Um, but that didn't happen till they broke up. You think he didn't sleep with Michelle until after? You, you're probably Mm-mm. right. See here, this is where I'm dense again. 
Um, I can't wait for the iTunes reviews. This guy is so dense. I mean, I like his co-host. No, I just watched like two or three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched it twice. I just... uh, I was I I just assumed that I mean I guess she was just sending him funny videos but they did kiss maybe he didn't kiss I guess we're just supposed to we're supposed to believe I mean what we haven't seen on camera like what what we're assuming might not be correct right I guess I was just assuming too much I'm sorry Clive okay um anyway so uh she hugs him she cries like I love how she kind of has the the kind of the cold face and then hugs him and as soon as her face is out of the range of his face that's when her her face like breaks down mm-hmm. she lets go a little bit and then uh, she says she's got to move some stuff out of his place and um, yeah uh, according to IMDb um, she's not in the next couple episodes but as we'll soon find out. Um, who knows? <laughs> uh, I've got some other uh, stuff to talk about it when it comes to who's who's, who's here and who's cast. Yeah. Mm. So uh, the next thing we see of a Clive, he's uh, putting on his shirt after sleeping with Michelle, and uh, and he says he feels great. It doesn't look like he feels great, but he, <laughs> he you know he's probably he's clearly still upset uh, about Basio. Um, but uh, Michelle invites him back to bed, and that's the last we see of him. I really like how they haven't made Michelle or or Basio into bad people to justify mm-hmm. all this. It's a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, at first we're like, Dale's cheating on him, you know, and that was the only thing. Like, okay, so I really wanted to be with Michelle because Dale is obviously. St- and then we find out it's the open relationship. And yeah, we have two or three people who just are trying to do their best in this strange uh, relationship (laughs) and this strange new way things are these days. Situation. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I, I hope we get a little bit more on that um, in the next couple of episodes. All right. So uh, now we go on to Ravi and Peyton. And we start off with them. Uh, Peyton is getting ready for the day. Ravi is lounging in her bed. <laughs> well, uh, well, the whole uh, the point of this was that Isabel was telling her mother, "Oh, it's wild over here. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. it's so loud. They're having all this wild sex." And then it cuts to <clears throat> Peyton and Ravi having this heart to heart conversation, <laughs> and and Levon and and uh, live. Remember the start well, of the show? Having a heart to heart conversation, yeah. you know. So Isabel was just kidding. Mm-hmm. She's a kidder. She's a kidder. She's She's she a, she mm-hmm. likes to tease. We'll, we'll talk about that soon. Um, oh my God. All right. Get it, get it together, Robin. Um, so uh, I love Robbie's like, uh, your parents are going to love me. All parents do. I'm a tall, stuffed animal with a medical degree. <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna. He's gonna meet the parents. So um, the next scene we see them together in is uh, the meeting of the parents, and um, we have Judge Bill Charles, and he's played by Al Sap- Sapienza, um, who has like 240 credits on IMDb. I'm like, I've seen this guy before, and mm-hmm. one of his ba- biggest credits is The Sopranos. So, um, and, uh, his wife, Emily, 
who I was also going, I've seen this lady before. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize her? No. Oh. Well, this is... Uh, oh, she's the chief of police. Yeah, she's... Uh, well, not chief. She's she's uh, uh, Detective uh, uh, Maggie Sawyer in, on Smallville. From Metropolis. From Metropolis, yeah. Uh, played her her real name is Jill Teed, so so yeah. Uh, Bill is kind of a bully. Um, yeah, I like that. The point of this scene was that Ravi knows what Peyton wants him to do, mm-hmm. or he does what's best for Peyton, right? And shuts his shuts Peyton's dad oh, down. Amazing. You're taking a yeah. dig at me to get a rise out of your daughter, and I want it to stop now. Wow. Yeah, I mean like <laughs> like we invited you here. Yeah. Be be uh gracious yeah. guests. Yeah. He, uh, it's just it's cuz Bill is, you know, I guess he just kind of likes to um well, I was going to put it in more cruder terms, but I'll, he's a bit of a bully. <laughs> um <laughs> and uh but after Robbie puts his foot down, uh there is a bit of respect from ev- yeah, everything's everyone. fine. Like Peyton is like, whoa, hello, <laughs> and uh, and of course her mom is uh, just like, how about those meatballs? <laughs> just awkwardly trying to change the subject all the time. Um, so uh, uh, in the next scene, um, you know, Peyton is talking about how she is going to D.C. to I don't know represent Seattle um, and maybe give a speech and. Um, and Ravi promises to check in on Peyton's parents, so we have that. And the parents want her to stay and don't ever come back. And and they're assuming that um, what's happening in Seattle is going to end badly. Mm-hmm. Ravi actually agrees, <laughs> which mm. is just like God. Ravi is the best. He just I don't know. Um, and wants the best for Peyton, yeah, no matter yeah. what. That's that's love. That's love right there. He's not being selfish at all. Um, so, oh gosh. So that Angus's video is released, um, and Liv and Robbie are watching it in the morgue when Peyton comes in with her bag, and uh, she's a bit nervous because she's got to change some things in her speech to accommodate what's going on with Angus, and you know this leaked video, and uh, Robbie gives Peyton a one heck of a kiss. And oh my gosh, she looks so gorgeous in those slacks. Oh yeah, <laughs> those like wide leg slacks. <laughs> so tall, gorgeous. Uh, and uh, her best friend gives her an elbow bump. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what's sad about, uh, you know, for example, depression or OCD or being a yeah, being a germaphobe is that anxiety comes first. Mm-hmm. It takes over your emotions, so you can't. I guess if you were a germaphobe, you you couldn't be as close friends. Maybe mm. maybe she couldn't be as close with other people as uh, like Liv was before with Peyton. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. If she wasn't on germaphobe brain, she probably would have gotten a great big hug. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ravi, knowing the 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 real thing. I mean, I don't know if uh, I mean if he told Liv that. They told him, told her to stay. I mean, Peyton says, I'm coming back. Get ready for Peyton to not come home. Yeah. Peyton says, I'm coming back, I swear. You'll hardly know I'm gone. Mm, 
something will happen to prevent her from being able to return. Um, all right. So I've, I think I've got kind of a spoiler here. And for those who are sensitive, uh, you might want to just check the notes on the podcast and it'll tell you exactly where you can pick the podcast back up again without being spoiled. Thanks. And I, I apologize, but it's just where the conversation is leading. I, I think we need to talk a little bit about Peyton. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, all right. So we're all, uh, all I mean, because these spoilers are, this is not like a, like a huge spoiler. Um but it, it's it's an answer to a question, and the question- or it's it's just uh uh what what is it called when you think about oh what's the word I can't think theorizing of word. <laughs> yeah theorizing it's just oh uh, I've got confirmation <laughs> oh really uh huh all right so we all cool here the the sensitive folks skipped ahead uh, okay I feel bad but anyway uh on, on Twitter. After this scene aired, um, Allie posted on her Twitter account, uh, it's been such a pleasure working on this show these past four seasons. Peyton will miss you guys. And then she added uh, Raul and and uh, Rose. Um, and she was at I, – I know she was at least hanging out with Raul when they were live tweeting together. Um, so some people were like, is she trolling us? <laughs> is Raul putting her up to a little bit of trolling? Uh, and someone actually added her and said, are you leaving? I zombie. It looked like you were writing your character out. And I swear my wife was also like, she is on her way off the show. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were thinking that. And Allie tweeted back, keep watching and you'll get an answer in next week, next week's episode. Um, I was commenting on the unreliability of IMDb. You know how he said that Basio mm-hmm. isn't, uh, Jessica Harmon's not listed in the next couple episodes. Yeah. Neither is Ali Machaka. She is not listed on IMDb in the next couple episodes. Um, mm-hmm. which means this could be another season one thing. Like she is gone and hopefully we'll get her back next season. Um, but then the CW released a sizzle reel today <laughs> about all their shows Oh, really? Yep. And probably, and I want to give it up to at uh, Livesmore um, on on Twitter, Maddie, uh-huh. um, for pointing this out. About 45 seconds into the CW sizzle reel, they show a scene and it looks like it's from the finale or maybe next week's episode. Either way, it is Liv walking out and there's all these different like people – like I look like I don't know, like she's being cheered or something. But right behind her is Peyton. Oh, <laughs> yep. wow! <laughs> so uh, she's at least back for one episode. Okay, because <laughs> this is a scene I'd never seen before. That I, yeah, I, I would have recognized it. That's not where I thought it was going. I just figured that I figured that season five they would decrease the budget like mm-hmm. how shows usually do and and decrease the cast to just minimal mm-hmm. you know that Bazio wouldn't be back and Kate wouldn't be back yep. but um yep yep okay uh, well, so we'll I'm, see. I'm pleasantly surprised who knows maybe we'll get some horrible deaths in the next couple episodes but knock on wood that uh none of our uh, good friends in the main cast um 
get uh, killed off because uh, I'd, I'd miss any of them. I mean, honestly, even Blaine. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're all back. We're all back again. We're good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into Major. Uh, So Chase meets up with his council. Uh, They're trying to figure out how to keep these brain tubes from being stolen, and uh, Major has these box with trackers that are activated when they're opened. We don't really see those boxes for the rest of the episode, but maybe they'll come into play next week or the week after. No, uh, this is what it was. There were these special security boxes, and we find out in the end when uh, when when uh, Major is spilling his guts mm-hmm. that these boxes were fake. That it was just to leave. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Robin, where have you been? I'm telling you, the <laughs> iTunes reviews. God, this guy, moron. But I like the girl with the accent. Uh, she's a... She's awesome. Uh, I'm glad she's there or else his moron will just be talking to himself and getting everything wrong. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I just, I I will admit I, I had our interview with, uh, uh, Chelsea Catalanato last night. So I was kind of like up late, uh, watching this again and taking notes. So, uh, it's for everybody who's listening that I'm messing everything up. Okay. So. Uh, that, that sounds right. Cause yeah, I'll, the only thing I remembered was the track. Uh, he says he swallowed a tracker. Um, but I didn't catch the other part apparently. All right. So, uh, Angus's video, uh, comes out, it calls out, uh, <laughs> it calls out the pun for Fillmore Graves. Yeah. Like, Angus. That's just not even cool. <laughs> Fillmore Graves. You mean they want to fill more graves with zombies? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, he, yeah, Angus is saying that humans are born to die and God wants us to take the fight to them. So anyway, so going to the chapter, the mole truth, um, major mm-hmm. is taken in, um, by Russ and AJ and major is being super loud and talkative. I, know, I was like, I was like, what is going on? This is weird. You <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of uh, David Lynch's character, Golden, Gordon Cole. Ah, in Twin yeah. Peaks. <laughs> uh, so they want to make sure that he's definitely with them. So AJ has the brain of a Russian gang member who was tortured to tell the truth. And because he was tortured so much, he couldn't help but tell the truth. Um and so they, so I was like, wow, that was, I think, I think I was trying to wrap my brain around all that <laughs> and mm-hmm. I missed the whole tracker part. Uh, so yeah, major is like, yeah, sure, sure. No problem. Um, I know I was like, I'm so fr- afraid for major. What's going to happen? He's going to be found out. Why is uh-huh. he so willing to go along with all this? Why is he yelling? Why is he yeah. yelling? <laughs> He's yelling. <laughs> And we go to a break. It comes back, and we have Major saying, "Has it crossed my mind? Sure. Look how much he works out. It's not like I have pictures of Chase Graves taped up in my locker." Yes, it's crossed everybody's mind. <laughs> and so they ask, "Are you with us or with Fillmore Graves?" And he says, "Fillmore Graves, duh." And he starts talking about how dumb Russ is, uh, and then starts uh, saying how dumb I am for not paying attention to what he's saying, and. Uh, 
So AJ is about to shoot him, but he reveals he swallowed the tracking device and has cotton in his ears. <laughs> and the cotton is there. I was, I was like, how does this make sense? He's got cotton in his ears, but he's still telling the truth. So it's not like he can, he can still hear them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's because of the flashbang. And that's when Jordan and Captain Seattle lead a squad in to take them all down. Yeah, I was wondering, where is this Captain Seattle and Jordan thing mm-hmm. going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we go to the next chapter, Skimmer Down now. Um <laughs> And Chase is super excited. Uh, they they took down the black market, took their supplies, got their money, the money of the Cobra Kai. I mean, the blue cobras. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and then he was uh, like, play music from the alts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For this old soldier. I'm like, oh, man, I'm really old then. Um, and so uh, Jordan and Seattle show up. They have bad news. Ru- Russ escaped. Uh, I guess they must still have AJ in custody because they didn't say anything about him. So. Um, hopefully we'll see AJ again next season. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that the whole chase being under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. pays off here. Oh, a lot of things pay off. I mean, we knew that Jordan lost her weapon when she, they had that encounter with Tucker and his friends at the beginning oh, of the season. Oh yeah. So, you know, she lost in and, and she screws up again. She, she lost her weapon to Russ and you know, who's, yeah, more. I mean, obviously, more uh, well-trained soldier than than uh, Jordan is. Jordan is just a teenager. But yeah. also, another thing that pays off this entire season, I was thinking, I was constantly thinking back about um, how when we first met Chase Graves, he freaking like shot Justin <laughs> for the whole uh, Max Rager, uh, the Super Max uh, cans being taken. Um, so I knew that he was quick to pull his gun on zombies because he knows that it would hurt them, but it wouldn't kill them. Right. Now, <clears throat> and, and just this whole suspenseful moment when Major's like, I'll handle the discipline. I'll handle it. I'll handle it. And Chase is just like, pulls out his gun and shoots Jordan several yeah. times in the chest. And the relationship between Captain Seattle and Jordan, he really likes her. Mm-hmm. So that causes him to retaliate by shooting Chase through the neck. Yeah, which enrages Chase and makes him shoot Seattle in the head. And also, you know, like Seattle doesn't have this experience of like just to naturally think, okay, this is Chase. He usually shoots zombies that upset him. Um, And Jordan will be okay. He just saw the girl that you know, he's in love with gets shot like several times in the chest. She'll be okay, but still he's immediately upset and, and retaliates. But yeah. So captain Seattle goes down on the floor of the scratching post. So I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, the actor, Jake Manley, uh, we'll, we'll miss you, buddy. Um, good to see you. Uh, you did a great job. RIP captain Seattle. Whose actual name was like Fisher Webb, according to IMDb. <laughs> we never heard his name. <laughs> so yeah, that that was huge. Um, but now let's get into <laughs> the real tears, Isabel. Um, so the first chapter is for whom the Isabel tolls, and yeah, we're we start talking about we start seeing her being the teaser. We get the first nosebleed of the episode. And uh, and it's a gotcha moment. She's laying down on the floor, and uh, Ravi's still concerned because this nosebleed is real. 
And she says, since you thought I was already dead, it turns <laughs> out I'm not. You're all relieved. It's all about context. And uh, later on, Ravi finds Isabel dead on his couch. Not dead. Just pretending. Yeah. Bleed again. Because, you know, oh, a third time, because, you know, the rule of threes. Yeah. The oh, third yeah. time, it's going to be for reals. Uh-huh. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so the second time um, uh, was this emotional moment between Ravi and Isabel. You know, these these two characters are so close at this point, you know. Um, and she confesses, she's like, I'm I'm out of time, you know. It's just, I, I'm, I'm going to die soon, you know. And, and Ravi points at one of the corpses on the table and says, no, he's out of time. You're still moving and grooving. And then Jeannie Ravi steps up to the place and says, what is your heart's <laughs> desire? And she wants to be taught how to drive, and uh, she, he he says sure, and she gets he gets there's a big hug, and then she says oh I should have wished for unlimited wishes, so cute. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> again, my daughter's name is Isabel. <laughs> uh, chapter title: Sandy, bloody Sandy. Um, Liv arrives home. We see a sandwich with blood drops, and this is the third one. You know, we're like mm-hmm. oh. And it's really it's a it's quite the nosebleed because it just like leads a trail all the way to the bedroom, and um, and Isabel is faking again. And this is a nice sweet moment between her and Liv now, how she just like talks about the brain factories and how she doesn't want her brain just to be tossed in and turned to mush. Mm-hmm. She wants Liv to have it so she can live on through Liv. Oh, which is like oh that my is God. so sad slash gross. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, and it's it's. I mean, she has eaten like a sorority sister's brain before, you know, in the first mm-hmm. season. Um, so she's not above eating somebody's brain that she knows. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, that's what I'm expecting. We'll live beyond Isabel brain for the next two episodes. Yeah, and also, I mean, I don't want to skip ahead, but what will that brain do it or besides give her like a uh, like a you know, a, a quirky teenager person, you know, maybe death obsessed teenager <laughs> personality, you know, um, Isabel is also immune to being scratched. So what's going to happen there? Yeah. Will she be cured or will she have what, uh, Ravi has, which is like monthlies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, this is when uh, Liv decides to impersonate Peyton. Because, oh my god, uh, this was great! <laughs> Suki is there, the checkpoint, and the package. And we go to <laughs> Liv dresses up like Peyton. Oh, I and, that's my that's my gold hair color right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny because I saw her in this disguise um, in a promo photo, and I was like, she's in like she's got like a brown haired wig. What's that all about? And oh, I see, I would, together. I, if I'd saw it, I would have immediately known. Oh, really? That yeah. she was wearing a Peyton costume. <laughs> yeah, and it was like I, I, it was, it was a, it was a total spoiler of a promo shot. But again, the theme of this podcast, by the way, is Robin is dense. Um, <laughs> I saw this photo of Levon filming Isabel hugging someone else, and. Lives standing behind him and looking on with the brown haired wig. So I was just like, who is who? What's Liv? You know, but in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that's so obvious. Mm. <laughs> Maybe you would have figured it out if you saw it. So we go to the checkpoint. We have this guy checking, not Google, but a, a website called Fetch and Receive. 
and uh, we have Benito who is talking to uh, uh, Liv. And uh, I noticed that uh, this character at the computer has got the uh, name tag Flummery. <laughs> and on IMDb, he's listed as Flim Flummery. <laughs> <laughs> and Flummery is uh, – it's, it's also a sweet dessert, but um, it's mostly known as uh, empty compliments or just nonsense. So I just thought, oh, this is like – they had the crossword puzzle going that day or something. <laughs> Maybe this was like a Rob Thomas word that he really wanted to put into something. Just funny to see a guy named Nonsense. Um, so uh, there's a waiting room full of sick people desperate to talk to the mayor. Liv gets freaked out by the swarm. Um, so Liv returns home with uh, um, Isabel's mom. We get the hug. Um, the mom calls out Isabel's full name. Isabel... Catherine Bloom. Um, I just want to say my first daughter's middle name is Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Um, I have no blooms in my family, so we're, we're good with that. Um, and yeah, Isabel calls out, like, why are you dressed like Peyton? Uh, so, as the motorcycles cruise by my house, we get, come to our final moments. Um, Ravi shows up with a helmet for a driving lesson and fine and Levon lets him in. Liv is holding the crying mom and uh, Ravi is brought into the bedroom and there's Isabel laid out on the bed. And Ravi says it's not funny anymore. Come on, eyes open, we've got work to do. And uh, and yeah, I don't was there much after this because my eyes were completely fogged over. <laughs> um when they Pushed Isabel in the oh into the uh, into the fur. It was just it brought back that memory of when he first met her. He pulled her out of mm-hmm. of the fridge, and, um, and that's when he that's when he said hello. He met her and said hello to her. Yeah, and he says as he's he, as he's pushing her her in, he says, "I never got to say goodbye," which mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then Levon says, and "By the way, I was joking. I totally watched this." <laughs> okay. Levon says, there's something I shot that you two should see. And I was immediately like, oh, no. I know it's coming. <laughs> he shot a video of Isabel. Oh, my God. Um, so uh, it's it's just Isabel watching the two of them working on a body. And Levon, you know, she's like, I should say goodbye to her, goodbye to them. And he, Levon says, well, leave him a message, you know. And she says, Liv, Robbie, try not to be sad. Nobody's been luckier than me. I got to meet the two of you. And what did they say on Zombie High when Cornelia died? I'm just meat with a spark, and then I'm not. And then, you know, like, Liv and Robbie are, like, reciting it with her. <laughs> and she says, hit you right here, doesn't it? I love you guys, and I always will. And then she blows a little kiss. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, see, I was thinking Cornelia were they? Was that like a nod to Cordelia? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Did wow. you not think that? No, I was just Cornelia. I don't know. I, I was thinking like Cornelius, but Cordelia. Wow! This is like the fifth time I'm like I'm dense. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, oh, maybe man. it's just me. Maybe I'm the only person in the world that made that connection. But no, no, it makes a lot of sense if you're a fan of. Uh, those shows that I don't want to spoil. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was, this was, uh, this was really, really good. Um, 
And uh, this was like – this is the moment of the season. Like like last year, the moment was when uh, Major um, was saying goodbye to Liv and, you know, they had that whole emotional farewell as like Ravi's giving him the shot. Um, that had me in tears. I mean, obviously, Lowell getting killed is another one where it's like, oh, my God. Um, the it, I Zombie really knows how to hit you right in the face with <laughs> right in the heart, you know. Um, so uh, amazing work, and also a uh, uh, wonderful job, Isabel uh, Vitovic. Um, yeah, Isabella, she's a, I should say she's a very special actress. She's, she's so good. She's very good. Um, she reminds me of oh, what is that little actress that uh, Casey Roll that was. Abigail Hobbs on Hannibal, but also she was in an episode of oh, yeah. Zombie. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, I'm waiting to see if she ever gets caught. <laughs> She's in France, though. Because that girl was a special. But yeah, this I, I think this girl's going to be a star. She's oh, God, very so good. She's special. Um, folks, if you haven't seen her episode of Supergirl, I mean, she plays a younger version of Kara, but there is an episode that is an entire, uh, uh, episode of a flashback of, uh, Kara as a teenager. Um, uh, it's called Midvale. I would suggest you check that out if you want to see more. Um, I was looking at her IMDb. She made a movie called Homefront, which is, uh, she plays Jason Statham's daughter and like James Franco is like the bad guy in town, and Winona Ryder is like I think the love interest. I'm like, wow, how have I not seen this movie? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely gonna be checking that out. But she was in Wonder recently, and I guess she had like a role on The Fosters, which is a show I never watched, but um, ABC Family, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so. The uh, Freeform. Freeform. Excuse me. <laughs> So yeah, uh, much much luck to you, Isabella Vitovic, and uh, yeah, um, I I hope we see you again soon. Um, and I like you said, there's no doubt uh, she's going to be a huge star. Um, all right. So anything else before we get into the feedback? Mm, nope. Nope. All right. So we just want to give a reminder to check out the app from our friends at TV Time if you want to join the global community of TV watchers where our podcast, among others, is currently streaming. Download the TV Time app today. Go to tvtime.com for more details. And thank you to everybody who's listening to us through the app. So we have some quotes from some folks from TV Time. There is a uh, – it's like everybody had – the same kind of comments, but so I gathered them a, a bunch of them for you to read. <laughs> okay, eat a pieces. One of the most emotional episodes. I really loved Isabel. Javi ninety eight Leon says, "I knew she was going to die. We all did. Then why am I crying this hard?" <laughs> yeah. R- Renato says, "How could they just crush my feelings like this?" Erica P says, "Only I zombie can make you laugh and cry uncontrollably in the same episode." <laughs> Munseal one says, "Excuse me, why I go cry for the rest of my life?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> it's so true, though. I was like, I don't know, I don't I know. know it was you, like, I was, in, I was, was in like, tears. oh my god, that was sad. Oh my god, that was sad. Oh my god, that was sad. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Uh, so good, though. I mean, you know, when it's when it's when it's so good, where it really hits you in the feels, it's almost like an emotional purging. Like, oh, I needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so uh, let's get into an email from Efrex. Uh, Efrex says, "Hey, Robin and Steph, season five, season five, season five. Thank you to the oh so intelligent, charming, attractive, and wonderful people at the CW for keeping the show going, <laughs> and thank you guys for all that you've done to rally the fandom. Oh God, thank you, CW. I should I should have said that at the top. Um, he says, uh, on the one hand, I really want to criticize this episode a ton." Most of the twists were telegraphed much too early on. I figured that Crybaby Carl was Sheila's husband from the first shot of her uh, <clears throat> gifts. And Isabel's repeated fake deaths took a good deal of the pain out of her real one. Boy, I don't know, Efrex. <laughs> All right. Um, the Bosno, I, think it just, I think it just built tension. It did. Like it built I, the, the when's it going to, oh, it wasn't the third one. It's usually mm-hmm. the third one. Why was it not the third one? Yeah. The Bosano breakup was as frustrating as anything the show's done. This is my favorite ship on the show and has been treated as an inconvenience throughout the season. I assume there are scenes which didn't make it into the final cut and or scheduling conflicts with Jessica Harmon's other responsibilities, but this breakup just didn't have the gut punch that it should have had. Again, I I mean, I know it's been a... uh, This is me talking, by the way. (laughs) I know uh, it's been kind of a, a... Like... Probably it should have been more of a thing this season, um, but I, I don't know. When I saw Malcolm's face, uh, Jessica's face, I I was still really upset for the both of them, um, and I, I felt for him. Yeah, I mean, I knew you know you knew that it, this wasn't going to work. Right. You knew they were going to break up, but still, it was it was very sad. I was like, I'm glad we didn't get like scenes upon scenes of them like fighting. You know, that mm-hmm. would have been unpleasant. Right. Um, all right, he goes on. Finally, Liv getting away with acting as Peyton was just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Rose McIver and Ellie Machaka are both blindingly gorgeous, but I don't mean that literally. It's not at all hard to tell them apart, no matter how they disguise themselves. Finally, it's really hard imagining AJ as a criminal mastermind, and equally hard imagining Major allowing the kids the responsibility of managing Roche by themselves. Yeah. Back. Uh, that I could probably say. Mm-hmm. That last one, I definitely would say. That's uh, that. Well, yeah. even in the <sighs> at the beginning of the season, I was like, adding children to this to <laughs> Fillmore Graves doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah, why did Major go to the scratching post without making sure that uh, Russ was secure? I mean, this guy, he was working alongside him, and he knew how much of a threat he is, and how. Unhinged he is um, Probably I mean you're right uh, Of of all your criticisms uh, Efrex I, I'd say that is One I definitely agree with mm-hmm. Okay Even given all that Though there's too much to love here Okay here we go <laughs> Here's the good stuff <laughs> Particularly Robbie Ralph Coley Seals every scene he's in Perfectly standing up For himself To Peyton's parents Then heartbreaking at the end Um Yeah Frickin' Raul Coley was I uh, and I saw like the people commending him on Twitter too, like tweeting him and just saying, You killed me in this episode and uh yeah, totally. Okay. Um did Isabella Vitovic really only do four episodes? She's been such a fantastic addition to the cast, and I'm looking forward to seeing what she's got coming up next. Um yeah, uh, again, taking a break. This is the this is the Lowell thing. Like Lowell was probably around for just like four episodes, and I swear, like his his ghost is still around in season four. And I think Isabella is going to be the the same same thing, um, right? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so he, he goes on. I really liked the idea that nobody got a flu shot after the events of last season. Nice touch. <laughs> this episode's one did not see that coming moment was a stunner with Chase spiraling completely off the rails. It might be a bit too convenient setting up Major's inevitable loyalty switch back to live, but I don't think it was any less shocking for that. Angus's rabble-rousing looks like it's going to lead to a serious citywide all-out battle royale in the finale. Can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah, me either. It's ramping up. Wait, explain Major's inevitable loyalty switch back to Liv. Well, I mean, we all know... I've been calling it since the beginning. Liv is going to be put on the, the, the guillotine, the melon smasher, and Major is going to save her. Oh, okay. And, um... You know, um, but uh, this he th- he might save her before it even happens. Who knows? I mean, this is a def- definitely, 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 uh, Chase not look like such a good guy in Major's eyes. Oh, it might turn okay for Major from all the love that he has from Chase, yes, might make him turn away. Okay, I mean, Chase looks good, Got it. he is. As Efrex said about uh, Ali and uh, Rose, blindingly gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think Major is going to be. I mean, he has a soft spot for the teams, you know. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into some Facebook feedback. Okay, from Dave. Dave says a variety of feelings in this episode. Nicely done, writers. Poor Bazio having to hear that record. Oh God, I know. <sighs> Having to hear that recording, but she did the right thing as there was really no future. Clive sure moved on pretty quick, but they set this new romance up pretty well. Ravi standing up to Peyton's dad, nicely done. I totally get her parents wanting Peyton to stay out of Seattle, but no way she is. Interesting to hear that regular communication is going on between Seattle and the rest of the country. Wish we uh, wish we knew a bit more. Mm. Angus is is getting really aggressive. Fillmore Graves really needs to handle this now live as Peyton while fun to see would have fooled no one I I don't know I think she I mean Allie is like 5 foot 11 and Rose is like 5 foot yeah, yeah. but but I think that the hair color really and they could fool a lot of people and they said it I mean how well do you know the mayor of your town's chief of staff she just took over the only mm-hmm. picture that uh, Flynn Flummery was able to pull up on his fetch and rece- retrieve search was like this picture of Mayor Baracus with Peyton off focus in the background. You're right. So they, they set it up as best as they could, I, I think. And mm-hmm. it, I think it makes sense. We all know okay, back- Liv and Peyton, <laughs> what they look like. But. Yeah. All right. Back to Dave's comment. Uh, Chase shooting the kids. Yikes. Way to inspire loyalty there, dude. Mm. Isabel, oh Isabel, we hardly knew you, but you made a great impact. Farewell. Farewell. Um, Darren uh, says, <laughs> "What an episode! Basio did the right thing. Um, their relationship was never going to work. I hope Clive and Dale are able to remain friends." Ravi takes Peyton's father uh, a bit. Um, takes down Peyton's father a bit really had me and it was interesting to see Ravi to agree with them to say Peyton shouldn't come back obviously he doesn't want that but it earned him some points with her parents I think she comes back but would understand if she didn't Angus is making things more difficult for the city and Donnie enabling him won't end well 
Glad to see Major was able to bring down Russ and AJ, but you knew it wouldn't end there. Chase has gone full paranoid, and I think he just lost his only ally in Major. Shooting Jordan and Captain Seattle was over the top. I think that, along with the end of last week when he found out what Liv was doing, was doing, has Major questioning everything. Sad to see Isabel die now, but we all knew it was coming. Interesting to see her ask Liv to eat her brain so her memories continue, even for just a little while. Can't wait to see how the season ends and leads into next season. Did you know we have a season five, Steph? <laughs> uh, next oh my god! A year from now. <laughs> uh, Nutty says, "I kind of had a feeling Isabel would. Oh, I kind of had a feeling that Isabel would last longer. It was really hard. To, it was really sad to see her go. I hope they can get something from her. I look forward to live experiencing her brain." Getting her mom. That's such a weird sentence. (laughs) Yeah. God. (laughs) But that's why we love Nutty. Uh, Getting her mom into the city was insanely funny. Live as Peyton was awesome. My heart breaks for Dale and Clive, but having heard what she did, I'm right there with Dale and how she ended it. She loves Clive. She wants him to be happy. Mm. I mean, yes. If, if. If Dale heard Clive say how talk state how conflicted he is uh, that he loves Dale but he wants to have children, mm-hmm. she would be a terrible person to not let him get. Yeah, for sure. Okay, back to Nettie's comments. Um, wait a minute, hold on. Okay, major on truth brain spilling how he lusts for Logan, whatever his name is here, <laughs> Logan. Oh. <laughs> Chase Graves was awesome, but it made the end so much more impactful. What we as viewers have been waiting for has finally happened. Fillmore Graves have gone too far. This is why child soldiers don't work. Also, side note in the story, they have crybaby for murder, so Blaine loses his muscle again. I'm going to miss him. I liked him. Yeah, he was interesting. He was fun. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I think uh, my own uh, scale is um, for henchmen, I would say Julian at the top, just because Alex Bonovic is a friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> then Chief, then then Crybaby Carl, then Luda, then Dino. <laughs> That's my. Uh, I don't even know who Luda is. Luda. He was in the first season. He got like stabbed in the neck for losing the uh, the uh, brains in the yellow lunch bags, oh. the, the astronaut brains, when Major stole them. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. I, I, you know, I just want to see another quirky, yeah, muscle minion for sure come for season five. <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you're hearing any noise in the background, that is uh, th- that is my Isabel <laughs> <laughs> and uh, her 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 little sister Juliet. So, anyway, uh, we have guests on the podcast apparently. All right, so uh, we have one more piece of uh, feedback here. This is a voicemail from Jeff. Hello, Robin and Steph. This is Jeff X Force Eleven after a moving episode of iZombie. The writing was so good. I often complain about some of the writing on the CW shows, but not tonight. Such a powerful show. 
the turns, the pacing of everything, it just blew me away. And I, I really have to give it up to the writers for how they did it tonight, but Isabel's acting tonight was amazing. I enjoyed her on Supergirl, but tonight was so outstanding. Yes, it was telegraphed, but so well done. I, I, I'm just so happy with the character dynamics with her and Ravi and Liv, with Ravi and Peyton's parents. I, it was just an amazing episode, and I am so thrilled we get another season because it's so promising. The work that they can do to bring the humor and also the drama, it just makes sense. And they do an amazing job. I am so thrilled uh, that this gets another season. All right, I've, I've shared my thoughts and I can't wait to hear everybody else's. Thanks, X-Force 11 out. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. And uh, yeah, he like sent that in probably pretty soon after the episode aired, and I, he sounds just as emotional as I was feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, this show! Oh my god, Isabella! Oh my! <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, actually, uh, since I'm giving uh, an inside uh, behind the curtain look at uh, what's going on at my house. Um, Apparently, um, they were being loud because they were trying to figure out um, whether it was uh, Laurel they heard or Yanny. Because uh, <laughs> um, my wife just posted on Facebook that uh, she heard Yanny and the girls heard Jerry. <laughs> so the, the controversy goes on. <laughs> hilarious all right well while we listen to the trailer for next week's episode uh season four episode 12 you've got to hide your live away human smuggler will be executed in two days unless renegades surrenders to authorities oh god please live with you now it's time to act live is too valuable to surrender i want to say goodbye I Zombie, all new next Monday at 9 Central on the CW. And that was the trailer for uh, the episode. Uh, this is uh, written by John Bellina and Diane Ruggiero Wright, both friends of the pod. Mm. And uh, um, the description says Ravi and Clive work together. Ravi and Clive work together <laughs> to solve a case. <laughs> Meanwhile, Major pulls a surprising move on Liv. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wow. Great. Can you be any more vague? Great. Thank you for all those details. Uh, um, oh, um, can I just um, – oh, I shouldn't do that. I was going to read uh, – I'll save it for next week. But the uh, the one for the season finale is even more vague. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote some notes though on the trailer and let me just read them off. This is the stuff I noticed watching it in like slow motion, okay? So um, – this is this is all theory based on what happened in the trailer. If that bothers you, skip ahead a little bit. Um, so uh, there's somebody on the Melon Smasher. They've got short brown hair, brown, is brown it jacket. Curtis? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm assuming because Liv says in the trailer, um, as you heard, uh, human smuggler will be executed in two days unless Renegade surrenders to authorities. 
And uh, this reminds me of an episode of Smallville that we watched that we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're watching Smallville on the podcast. We don't want to wait if anybody wants to check that out. Uh, also, it shows Ravi has his snow, snow hat on, so his monthlies are here. Um, and he's saying, like, oh, no. There's a voiceover. I think it's Blaine who says now is the time to act, although we don't see Blaine in the trailer at all. Um, then it shows Liv getting up in the middle of the night, uh, Levon, um, then up in the next morning and just calling around looking for her. And we see, um, uh, major looking concerned. Ravi's voiceover says Liv is too valuable to surrender. Clive is looking upset and the, the titles say time to choose, save yourself or save mankind. And then at the very last moments are major and Liv talking at her door. And he says, I want to say goodbye. Mm. So she must turn herself in. I'm thinking that she's definitely, I mean, Liv would def- definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Now, the promo shots for this episode, I just have to say, are pretty wild. Because they, this trailer does not show any of this stuff. But it is so weird. Again, skip ahead if you don't want to know anything. But if you, I don't know if you've seen them or not. But it shows Liv and Major like living like the Cleavers. Um, she's in a dress. She's got her hair up. She's serving pie. He's got like flannel and he's just like sitting in an easy chair. And there's one shot where she's like sitting on his lap and they're looking lovingly into each other's eyes. It's really, Hmm. I'm I'm like, is this a dream? (laughs) Is this, uh, is she having another hallucination? Um, yeah. (laughs) So that's all I've got for the next episode. Um, so, uh, all right, uh, Seth, actually, I've, I've got an idea for our closing skit. Sure, I'm up for whatever. Okay, good, good, good. Um, love the enthusiasm. Okay, so I want you just to say, join us next week on the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. You got that? Can I just say bye? No, we need to invite the listeners back. Let them know that we'll be here, you know? We're here every week, though. I know that. Just- just say, join us next week on the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. The whole podcast title. The whole thing. Branding, Steph. <sighs> Fine. Join us next week. More glimmer. Listen, leave them with a smile. Join us next week on the... I am just not <laughs> feeling it. I mean, you really got to put your heart into it. Join us next week on... Wow. Now I'm getting way too much. I can take it down a notch. You gotta be kidding me. Where's my fish? Fish? Uh, we left that in the last skit. You still have. Ow! Bye. Join us next week on the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Shut it. Sorry. Thank you for listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robin Yero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net. 
slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!